This is the OCML Podcast. Enjoy local music. Hey everybody, welcome to the OCML Podcast. We are here on episode number 92, and I got a couple of guests that um, you might have heard of, and if you haven't, you should look them up. I got Thrasher and Jack Trash with me. Both these guys have been radio personalities for quite some time. That's an awesome promo. Who did the? Who uh, did your little? It's, uh, it's actually our guy that does our lights for our live events. He, he does very some, good. Uh, he yes. does some pretty cool sound bites too. Yeah, it's so, real nice. Good. But, it's good to be here. Thanks, John. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Kevin's here again. He Hello. hasn't said much recently, but he's no. been here. That's what counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Let's uh, do a little bit of background, uh, Jack. You know, uh, um, well, uh, I started uh, in radio because of this guy to my right. Um, I was listening to KNAC back in the day because we, uh, when that happened, everybody went crazy uh, because that was the first twenty-four hours a day hard rock heavy metal station in the country. And uh, then I heard Thrasher on the air, and I was like, I, I got to do that. And uh, I called the radio station, and um, one of the DJs there said, you need to go to the Academy of Radio Broadcasting, <laughs> which I went to for a total of about two weeks because I got the internship at KNAC, and uh, Thrasher did one of my projects for me and got a B. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was it. And, and as, it turned out, uh, as it turned out, we ended up working together on the morning show. It was uh, kind of a dream come true. Hell yeah. And right. so that was just hearing him on the radio? And yeah, the, yeah. He was, hell yeah. He, he's the best. They were listening to the whole you know, the station. It was, it was quite a phenomenon, and it was unknown to me. I was out here visiting a buddy in, in L.A. I was living in Florida at the time, working on radio. I've been working in professional radio about seven or eight years at that point. Started in college radio. And um, came out here to listen, and he said, uh, hey, man, you got to hear this little station down in Long Beach. They just flipped over to heavy metal. Like three days ago, and they're using crazy freaking names. You know, everybody's like Mary the Maniac and Scorching Scotty and who else? Oh, the Leather Nun. Yes. She was fucking right. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so I said, God, I got to get on this station. So I went back to Florida, and I started bombarding every rock station in L.A. with tapes twice a month. I got some nice letters telling me never do that anymore. You know, stop. <laughs> um, and, uh, but uh, about eight or nine months later, I got a call from the program director, and he offered me the morning job. Hell so yeah. I just moved out, you know, like uh, packed up my Volkswagen with all my shit and moved to L.A. and stayed with a buddy in Simi Valley and started, yeah, started doing mornings there. And it was just nuts, you know, because it was like uh, – it was just this wild, up, up, you know, uh, groundswell of organic support for it. It was a whole bunch of fucking white trash kids that had no voice anywhere. And that station played their music and spoke to their lifestyle. And it was fucking outrageous. You know, the whole idea of it was not so much that I was a real hardcore heavy metal fan. I'd heard Metallica and Megadeth and all that stuff. But, you know, I was just and so enamored with the phenomenon of gathering a group of people together like that and that their loyalty and and that they were so down with everything. I mean, we could, we could have just shit on the sidewalk and they would have loved it. <laughs> and we did that once. It was once. insane. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. So I'll give you an idea. So I'm down there learning about this. I'd been out here from Florida about a week. Um, first thing I thought about California is it's cold. <laughs> Isn't that weird? This is how, it's that's a, how bizarre it, it is in Florida. It's, it's hot and humid. It's just a human, right? Yeah, nasty. So uh, program director says, hey, man, uh, you know, come down. We'll have lunch at the, you know, the Mexican place here. Drink a couple of beers. And um, uh, there's a rock band coming in to do an interview. I said, cool. So he takes me in after lunch, a couple of beers. And um, I walk into the little 
uh, what was that? Like a lounge? It was a it was a kitchen. Yeah. It was, yeah so was, that's that was the green room. We had a fucking yeah. kitchen. You know, it's a refrigerator, and here's this. In this room are four full-on L.A. glam guys in full-on glam. You know, poofed-up aquanut hair, the uh, spandex pants tucked into cowboy boots, full-on makeup. You know, looking like poisons, like women, and they were a Heavy metal Christian band <laughs> called Striper. It was I don't know if you're they're from Orange County. They yeah. I mean they're the huge. Yeah. yeah I know. So, Still I mean, going. It, was, it was insane. And so basically I ignored the comment about beer on my breath and you know, I had a conversation with them. They, they took me to a record signing uh down in Anaheim the same day at Tower Records in Anaheim, which I thought probably gone. Oh, it's definitely yeah. gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> there ain't no yeah. more of those things. And <laughs> uh, as we pulled up, man, there were like two thousand kids in the parking lot. I, it was just insane yeah. for radio. You know, I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. So that's how I got started at KNC. It was something I really, really wanted to do once I heard it. It was like boom, I heard that station, that's what I wanted to do. It's crazy. So anyway, Hell a lot yeah. of fun. It was a lot of fun. So um wh- where did that how long were you there? Uh, on and off, ten years. I was there twice. Uh, I walked out, walked out in a in an ego <laughs> huff, which also involved him in, yeah. in a strange thing. I got involved in a promotion, and it would we shouldn't as a radio station. We should have had no fucking business being involved with you know a high end ski trip to fucking Aspen. You know that little station. Our kids coming in ripped jeans and you know cut off Def Leppard t shirt. Yeah, they can't afford a friggin' trip to Aspen. <laughs> so anyway, I just said, you know, don't send me on that thing. Don't send me on that thing. Don't send me on that thing. And I had three or four meetings to that effect, and I thought, okay, they're not going to send me on that thing. Well, the guy, comes, this guy says, wait, you need to get ready to go on this trip. I said, I'm not going on that fucking trip. So I actually walked. And, <laughs> and I ended up going on that trip. He ended up having to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so, went, I went to Aspen, never had skied in my life. With a pair of jeans and sweatpants, and that doesn't work. No, no, <laughs> it doesn't. Does fun. not work. So really? yeah, he le- he left me with uh, with that. But then he came back after. Well, I went to KLOS for yeah. about a year, year and a half. Worked on the morning show there. Was a pro- production director there, and then I went to Pirate Radio there, which was actually a pretty cool gig. I did the morning show there for a while. Got fired. Got sick. Was in the hospital for a year, and then back to KNAC, and all the way through till the end. So it would have been. It would have been 86 to 90, and then 92 to 95. So, yep, just about the whole time. Hell yeah. So yeah. What, did, what, 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 um, what did you find that, I guess, you loved about that station, even though you weren't really in tune with the heavy metal music so much? Right. Well, actually, I was pretty in tune with it. I just wasn't one of those, you know, I wasn't a Metallicat. I, I was just not that hard. I was more enamored with the phenomenon of it. That it, you know, gathering a radio station, being able to gather an audience and talk that directly to an, to their audience and their people, don't you think, Jack? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and at that time too, you know, the Sunset Strip was yeah unbelievable. I mean, I I, I like to say that I saw the sunrise many times on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, you go down there and there's fifteen thousand people in a two block radius. It took you. It, it literally took an hour to walk from the whiskey to where Gazari's was, which was two and a half blocks away. And um, I'm, I've spoken to many of those bands up there at the time, and I asked them, you know, if you had a show at the whiskey, how many flyers would you print? And every single one of them said at least twenty five thousand. 
Yeah. Wow. Per yeah, show. It can be pretty crazy. So. Yeah. I mean, this is, all, of course, this is all before the internet, and yeah. this is the way, this is the way that's the information the way market, got out. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's, that's, that will, something that will never happen again. Yeah. And, but, I mean, and before pay for play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It yep. was just on the cusp Just, just of that. before that started to take Troubadour over. Troubadour started that shit like, you know, early 90s. And the guy that did our local show, Craig Williams, he uh, got into a real pissing contest with him about that one time because they just basically hosed him. You know, and the kids he brought to the show, they couldn't play because they couldn't pay, you know. They didn't. Yeah. Anyway, the, the whole uh, thing it, is a horrible mess. But. Yeah, it, it is. So if, if you're listening, don't fucking pay to play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, radio, you know, at that point, I think it was a, a zenith. Of of uh, radio and broadcast radio, you know, it's not going to be the same. It's not the same now. No. Um, and and I, I'm I'm good with that. I I think it's fine. I get most of my entertainment from from apps. You know, I, I Spotify, Pandora. That's what I do. You yeah. know, and I'm I, a radio I'm, I'm, guy. I'm on Pandora all the time sure. for everything. So and I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a few years ago, I I chaperoned a trip with my son and his friends, high school kids. And we took a two-day trip up to Oregon, did a week's worth of camping and, you know, working on uh, reservation and stuff, fixing shit up. And, um, you know, all those hours in the car, all those days at the camp, all that time, you know, camping out at night, not one time radio, not once. It was all iPhone, iPod, you know, hook it up to a boombox. And so what what do you... um what do you think that means for like the communication process and uh, getting information out? Is it, it is it better with more options than radio? Um, is it is it better having yeah. a, a podcast format more than a, like a live broadcast format? And why you can get the information out now? It's just much harder to find. You've got to be able to sift through all of this stuff. This is a great podcast that we're here on right now. Yeah. Um, it's being able to for people to be able to find it. Whereas if you've got you know fifteen radio stations, you, that's all you have to, to yeah. search through. So yeah, it's a much different time. There's much more chance to get exposed. It's just a matter of being able to be able to be found. Yeah, right, uh, absolutely. So, so would you say that you like the podcast um, thing better than the live radio or? It uh, certainly offers more opportunity to people with something to say. There's just yeah. no question about it. Now, whether or not it's performed in you know at a, at a high level, that may be different. Uh, it, it is different because um, there's not as much competition to do it. Yeah, do you follow me? Yeah. So at um, well, let's say when I started college radio in 1974, yeah. <laughs> it was four, 1974. Um, you know, we had to kind of try out just to get on a frickin' 10-watt little college station, and there were only, like, six full-time slots and some times on the weekend. So you had to, you know, you had to audition. You had to, yeah. you had to be competent at it in, in some way, shape, or form or do something unique. So, um, you know, that's... But now that's anybody a, with a microphone can do it. Right, and some yeah. of them are horrible. Yeah. You know, and I've heard... Um, Jeez, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day from it was from the Leukemia Lymphoma Society because a friend of mine is involved in the production of the Open and the Close. Well, you're a lighting was, guy. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was like that. <laughs> so it was it was that dynamic, and yeah. it was you know it was that you know it was that professional sounding. But then, and this is a large or you know organization, the LLS, and as soon as the pro you know as soon as the intro was over. Then it sounded like there was two chicks talking in a room with a mic up here in the corner. Uh, and I thought, wait a minute. Is, are you not listening to this? And then yammering on for a fucking hour about something I don't know. But yeah. and so, you know, you, there's, there's no you – know, there's, no, <laughs> there's got to be a little bit of science to it, right? 
It just has uh, to be. There's so many things we could have said there. Right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Kevin, um, what's your experience with this podcast? Um, do you listen to radio? I do listen to the radio. I listen to Kevin and Bean in the morning, and that's about my only time on the radio. After that, I switch to CDs. Right. I wow. still I still listen to full albums. That's how I rate a band. Actually, is like, do they have one song or do they have a full yep. album? Yeah. That's I agree with that for sure. Hundred percent. Yep. Um, I feel I'm one of the rare people that actually goes to a record store and goes, "I'm going to try this album today." Yeah. Well, you, you definitely know? are because I won't do that, but I'll go. You like, and I. But yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll go on Pandora and be like, hmm, "Never listen to that album. I'm going to listen to this album today." So I'm not going to go buy it. But I also have zero CD fucking players because my car and my laptop don't have CD players. So you know, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult to go to the. There store was now. something said earlier that kind of got me thinking. About it. it was information of getting out. It was you said it correctly. It, it's way harder to find because now mm-hmm. you have to sift yeah. through all the shit to actually find yeah, what exactly. you want. Yeah, and I feel that's actually. Detrimental to the music scene. It's definitely today. detrimental to the music scene for because sure. you can listen. You can listen to Pandora all day, and you might pick up like one or two bands that you're like, "Oh, I never heard them before. They're actually really good." Mm-hmm. Back when I was going through music, uh, artists used to have similar artists as a page like on, on their like, website, so that you could yeah. sit there and go, oh, "I really like this band." They're gonna be like, "We correlate with this band here." Oh, and, and you can actually go through and listen to all the albums yeah. too, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, for fans of our, our we don't our have sounds that like, yeah. yeah, it's not an option. It's on anymore. the bottom on Pandora. Actually, if you scroll to the bottom of the page, they have like six similar artists, so it's there. But don't do it while you're driving. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> everybody's usually driving. Everybody's interacting. Or like, uh, yeah, you know, they're not going to be at a party. Where party. are those self-driving cars, man? I have yeah, been yeah. I've been waiting for the Jetsons to get here for a no, while. It's 2018. <laughs> I'm supposed to be flying. Yeah. Well, something that concerned me about about the the availability of so much, you know, music, say for instance, or podcasts by themselves, for instance, was it's not always then the content or the ex or the the quality of it. That might bring it to the top. It's the marketing that does it. Mm-hmm. So the people who are the best at the marketing might be putting out. And a that's what we album. can see with our music okay, right there, now. That's exactly my um, point. These Britney like, Spears. Well, that was like Aguilera. The, sure. The, at least Gaga. they can that's sing. They at least Aguilera yeah. can sing. But like, I'm talking about like these fucking rappers that like aren't rappers and they look like clowns yeah. and they have a social media agency they're signed to, they're not right. a record company, right. and they are marketed geniusly to like get people like a lot of it's shock value to get you to pay attention. Sure. But now they're selling out the and they don't even have a song that's a fucking song it's a bunch of like what the hell is going on right now hey man leave that (laughs) mumble rap alone i won't ever leave the mumble rap alone fuck off (laughs) (laughs) so you guys are really pretty attuned to marketing and and you using mostly social networks or what do you do? You know, I, I yes, but no, I hate it. Like yeah. I, I'd rather call somebody and be like, "Hey, man." No, this I, is I've heard you say show. that before, and I, I agree. Uh, you know, particularly at the local level, you yeah. Go hand well, somebody a flyer, or yeah. just talk to them, and say, "Come see this band." Yeah, it was uh, something that Jeff actually brought up when we had him on before you guys got here. Like he he will bring a Polaroid camera while he's doing photos at a show, and mm-hmm. to like take one Polaroid of the band and write his information on the back of it instead of give him a business card. And I was like, "That's fucking." brilliant that is yeah. pretty good. like that's a yeah. personal business card they're not going to throw a photo of them away at that show <laughs> right and they're going to go home and be like you know that was dope uh, you know maybe we should hit this guy up for our photos and yeah. like that's right. a great you idea. know and and it's like 
that was personal, and that's why it works. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter how the approach is that gets that personal interaction, but posting something on your Facebook feed and tagging a bunch of people who are annoyed because you tag them with something that didn't have their face in it, you know, like which you get all the time. Like, I'm not in that photo. Why did you tag me? You know, that they're not coming to the show, right? Because you, and so you think that you effectively promoted them, but you didn't, mm-hmm. because you're supposed to reach out to them and be like, hey, you know, what are you doing Friday? Wait for them to respond, and then go, oh. Hell yeah. Well, you should come get a drink. You know, we have a, a show going on this show. I'm going to be there this time. Let's hang out before the set. They're fucking there. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Especially nowadays because no one reaches out individually to mm-hmm. add, like, invite people to things. And so they feel special. They're like, oh, you thought of yeah, me? Man. Like, you want me there? Good point. And, you know, yeah. and, and like, they, they love it. And so, like, I'll bring a ton of people to a show when I put that effort in. You know, and I'll, and I'll be like, I'll call fucking everybody. I haven't talked to you in six months. You know, what the fuck are you doing yeah. tonight? You know, like, what are you doing on Saturday? Like, you need to be here. I'll put you on the guest list. I don't care. Just come get a drink with me, you know? And yeah. they'll show up to the show, and then they'll stay there, and they'll have a good time because they were invited and thought of. And I, I, I feel like we're so connected, but we don't connect, Yeah, you know? And so I, if you can connect with people, then they're going to come connect with you, so... Yeah. Old school. Old school. It, it and is. That's, it's the thing. And that's the thing. It's like there's all these cool new ways and they all fucking suck. Yeah. Because none of us like them. Like I don't I don't like watching an ad that has another ad in it. Like I don't yeah. care about that. Like, you know, I wanna like be entertained, not sold to. And yeah. I wanna be like I wanna interact, not just like have a fucking billboard like, hey, check yeah. this out. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. and then think that you're gonna care because why would you care? You know, like it's so much easier for me, and, and like I think now, for people to not care about what you're doing because there's so much other shit going yeah, on, so much yeah. stuff to distract you. You know, like before cell phones and internet and all that, it, I think everybody cared a little bit more about what was going on around them because it wasn't so like me, me, me. Well, it's just know? not as much competition for your attention. Yeah, it's it, right. So, no, agreed. Yeah, yep. yeah. Old Phone calls are twenty five thousand flyers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna order fifty thousand tomorrow. No. <laughs> Um, right. But you know, and the, the the only issue I have with flyers is people just throw them on the fucking ground, and then it's oh, like I don't want to have all that trash. Always, you know at, what I mean? At that time, at that time, whatever the circumference was of a telephone pole in Hollywood, you could quadruple it because of flyer on top of flyer right. on top of flyer on top of yeah. flyer yeah. and staples. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. They were all wood back then, huh? <laughs> They're not wood anymore. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very interesting Gaff time. <laughs> it's too expensive. It was a fun time to just watch because it was a total freak show. Oh, it was great. You know, and it was a costume party. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there was a lot of misconceptions about that audience. People thought that audience were. You know, crazed bikers because yeah. they look. You know, would dress up like that. Yeah. I never had any trouble. Never once. Never once. Yeah, I've uh, I've had more issues at the very few hip hop shows that I've thrown hip-hop than I've or, ever had at the metal or shows. Go down to that the fucking OP Pro at, at Huntington Beach. You know, during the bikini contest and rush the stage, you get your ass kicked. In um, you know, I live in Huntington right? and I do not go by okay. the beach when those big events happen right. because I'm not going to jail. Well, so there, there, there was a there was a riot at. Uh, at the OP the summer before I moved out here. It was the same summer that Run DMC did their show at the Long Beach Arena. And there was a huge fucking gang war over that turf right there that summer. And I came out the fall immediately after that. So I was like, hey, that's an historic place, man. <laughs> Long Beach Arena. People get their ass kicked in there. Let's go. You know, that's kinda... funny. That's the first real like big rock show I went to was in the Long Beach Arena. Right. It was, it was a Taste of Chaos tour, like long ass time ago. <laughs> I yeah, was at was the great. Long Beach Arena for seven or eight New Year's Eves in a row. Whoa. 
because Damn. there was a show, some rock show was going on there every single New Year's Eve. Yeah, they used to have, it was used to be nothing down there, you know, that new pike and everything they built. Yeah. That was all an open lot when I first moved here. And the Grateful Dead came down and did like oh, four shows at the. That was the worst. And the cops would just surround the place and, you know, just let them alone until they packed their shit up and moved out of town. It's, it smelled like patchouli down it there for four months after. It was fun. It was a, you know, Long Beach is a funky ass place, you know. It's a, yeah, and it at is. that point, you know, it was, it was, there's still tattoo parlors all over downtown and you know still a navy town you know it was a, kind of a rough place down in there it was, so you know it was a, a, doing a heavy metal station right downtown was a perfect place for perfect it. place <laughs> yeah. for it hell yeah. yeah yeah so it was fun so well i guess uh, yeah, you know and we, we talked about it last week uh, with mike um you know how how do you feel about the studio here oh my it's uh, it's actually heartbreaking um i did some stuff up at the abc studios while this equipment was up there in burbank and uh, Mike was working up there with this, with a radio show, the Tom Joyner Morning Show, which was a national show, and all, and all kinds of things. Um, and great people worked at this. You know, it was a guy named Tom Snyder. Didn't Snyder work at this equipment? Yep. Stark nods his head, yes. And, um, you know, so th- when they decided, when Disney bought uh, ABC and decided to get rid of it, to get rid of the radio network. Yeah. Um, they just said, well, we'll just put all this shit in the dump. Find somebody. Get, find a high school. Give it to them. <laughs> so Stark and those guys, you know, ding, load up a truck, middle of the night. Hell yeah, drag it all down here. That's the kind of shit that we do. So <laughs> exactly, our, our soundboard, like a couple other things that we have, we just like, ah, oh, we need to get it now. <laughs> and, and, and then to find a location like this right on this the is, harbor, this is insane. This like is so this, great. this is it's, unbelievable. You know, and so I, I've been able to do stuff here for you know, just geez, you know, I, I I'll. I'll this personal thing, and I was uh, I did chemotherapy in 2015 for leukemia, and when I was done with that, I was like wandering around like a fucking zombie, wondering what the heck I was going to do next. And Star calls and says, "Hey, I put some of your stuff on Facebook," and people were like, "That's cool." So he said, "Why don't you come down here and figure out something to do?" And so I did. And we hung out, and I started doing podcasts from then, and now I do a two-hour, you know, pure rock metal storm. You know, just all the old old metal stuff. And, you know, to have a place like this with my best friend in the world in there as producer, you know, for free. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, this was like a life's dream for me before I ever got started getting paid for it. So, you know. <laughs> It's 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 going to be it's, it's, we're going to miss it, but you know yeah, what? We're, it ain't going to stop. But it's not going to go away. It's going to be somewhere. We just won't be yeah. in as maybe nice of. We won't have as nice of you. Yes. Yeah, have as <laughs> that's nice of all. View. That's all. So uh, I understand you have a, a book. that oh, came out. I do. Yeah, thanks. I was. I think I've been telling stories from it. Well, I, said, <laughs> I don't know anything else. I've been writing that fucker for about a year and a half. But no, anyway, it's an autobiography, memoir of time in radio. It starts in college radio. And how I basically got started uh, in, I guess, getting paid, if you want to call it professional. I was making four twenty-five an hour, dude, doing <laughs> overnights and, you know, midnight to Sunday, midnight to 6, you know, running the Jesus tapes in the early morning, Sunday morning. Um, yeah, but, but that's what it is. And it's all it's, – it's not so much about, oh, I met, you know, Ozzy, which I did. Oh, I met, you know, Lars, and he's not as big a prick as you might think. But <laughs> – um, you know, and all those. It's not about those. It's about the funny shit that happens in a radio station. Like, I guess, when you guys are hanging out 
and everything goes crazy, yeah. and that's yeah. the fun part, right? Yep. Those are the, the fun, stories. The fun part is getting through the the, the, the journey, right? Yeah, it's exactly. not it's not like what you're doing; it's who you're doing it with, exactly. and what you're able to create with it. So, so t- I t- talked a little bit about it earlier when I came out here to visit. My buddy turns on that station, and you make a life's decision right there. I want to be there. Th- th- that kind yeah. of thing. Absolutely. You know, uh, let's see some other. Oh, my time's on the Wally George show. Do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? <laughs> All right. So I was invited to be on that show. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, it's like fucking wrestling, but, you know, much tamer, uh, sort of. It's so, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. Thrasher on Wally George. You know, <laughs> yes. a much younger me in a in a, yeah, yeah, acting like an ass on TV. This dude <laughs> you know, both getting on thrown her. off, and is and he's actually Rebecca De Mornay's dad. The oh, actress, yeah. the, the actress. She yeah. was in Risky Business, right? Yeah, the yeah. hottie. Well, anyway, so yeah, uh, you know, stuff like that. And um, God, I, I th- uh, Jack and I did a promotion called the Thrash Trash Christmas Bash. <laughs> where we where we roped this promoter in the, the what used to be the Marquee Club down right off of uh, the twenty two, which is now it's a hustler strip joint or something, right? <laughs> yeah, because they had the license for you know a cabaret license. Anyway, so we rented essentially rented that club, rented a limousine, rented these fucking girls, yeah, and all these right people, out of Heidi Fleiss. They were the Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood Madam. We didn't know it at the time, but they she worked for them. <laughs> they worked for her. Anyway, uh, and we had what bands? We had uh, Shark Island, and we had um, this guy Jack Paris, who uh, actually went to high school with at Huntington Beach High, and um, and another band called Heavy Bones that was uh, uh, Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot's kind of band afterwards. But the cool thing about that sh- particular show was the marquee was notorious for nobody showing up until midnight, and so we get in the we get in the limo at like seven thirty to go down to this club. And the line was wrapped around the building twice yeah. at 7.30 and was that way at 2 in the morning. <laughs> wow. So yeah. We, yeah, we threw the bash of the year. I had no that's, idea. We just got that's, lucky. That's fucking you know? awesome. That kind of stuff. But that's yeah. the kind of stuff you guys would do. That's right? also exactly. on YouTube. It, it, that's that, only, that's, and that's the whole yeah. thing, you know? Like when you show up and you're like, holy shit, there's a bat line. Like, right. Like, yeah. And also, you know, <laughs> I did have to throw about the, you know, the beginnings of that station are quite interesting too, which I would love to make a documentary film about the whole era at some point because you know that station was in bankruptcy uh, probably nine months before i got here and it was bought by a realtor a guy named fred sands up in uh, beverly hills and he turned it over to one of my life's mentors gary price the general manager and gary said you know we just saw i just saw he said the iron maiden sell out four nights at the long beach arena why is nobody playing their records and he said, we're going to switch this loser format, rock and rhythm or whatever it was. We're going to try heavy metal. And he made that announcement and half the staff walked out right like that. Wow. Boom. See ya. Heavy metal. What? You know, because they're looking at Rat and all that crap yeah. and going, we're, getting, we're out. So anyway, that's what happened. And he, The cool they, part of that story, too, was he handed uh, two people – like a check for like 1500 bucks and said, go at 2 in the morning up to Tower Records in Hollywood and buy all these records. They had to go buy the records to be able to play them, right. which is pretty – but do it at 2 in the morning so nobody knows what you're doing. Okay. So when they flipped that format, it was a total surprise. Wow. Right. Yeah, because think, there's no, no Instagram, no Twitter, no nothing. Yeah, so there's, no, there's nothing. Said, yeah. This guy, Jimmy Christopher, who was one of the people up there, said they'd had two shopping carts just stacked up with albums – 
and they pulled up to the, you know, the register, and the metalhead kid at the register was going, "Hey, you got some cool records here, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with them?" They said, "Well, we're, 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 we're a consultant for our station in Oklahoma." You know, they fucking told a lie to the guy. Yeah. They went down there and and put the thing on the air in the next day. Hell yeah. That's awesome, right? That's fucking rad. So, that's that's the kind of shit that I do. Oh, I'm not supposed to do this? Well, yeah, we're, gonna, we're doing right. this. Yep. Then we so then, do it but, but the end of it was also equally kind of sad um, and dramatic, I should say, because they, um, we got bought by uh, Lieberman Broadcasting, a Spanish language station. It became a battle between two companies wanting to buy us. Poor little KNEC was success, too successful for its own good. So they thought they could take our little pissant thousand watts which is nothing, um, and, um, you know, be as successful with it as the little metal station was. And then I don't think they have been. But um, so we got the announcement. And one day we got all called into the conference room. And, um, again, the Ger- Gary Price, the general manager, says, uh, we've been bought by the Lieberman Broadcasting, and we will be a Spanish-language station on February 15th of next year. Uh. And was like, Whoa. You know, everybody just kind of jaw dropped to the floor. That was it. But at least we had uh, three, four months to say goodbye and do that pretty well. So yeah. pretty it's cool. always nice to have a little bit of time before. Uh, yeah, before most we have to it move usually on. doesn't happen. That's that what way. we had here too. You know, right. and yeah. I've had a, a few times I got to come in and record since I knew what was going to happen. So exactly. you know, that always makes it a little bit easier. Much to move easier, on, right? Because yeah. yeah. usually they just you know come in, fire everybody, and yeah. that's that. Yep. <laughs> For so, sure. So, anyway, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah. Um, I have. Uh, it's a show called The Riff with Jack Trash, and um, it's uh, it's a video show right now. Uh, I, I do a bunch of different interviews with uh, with bands. Um, ask them not the normal questions, which is kind of fun for them as well as me. And um, and then we do little skits in between, like we're going to do one about, you know, where did all the guitar solos go? And there's like an old time <laughs> detective and he goes to a strip bar because that's the last place they were saw. And um, and we're going to do it's, it. So we're doing a bunch of stuff like that. And we're, we're hoping to put it together. And, uh, you know, and hopefully you'll see it on, you know, Hulu, Netflix here sometime soon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun. Um, we're going to have like, uh, I was talking one of the, one of the questions that I asked everybody was, you know, what was your first paying gig? And, um, uh, Jack Russell from great white said, Oh, that was the troubadour. We got paid eight bucks. <laughs> and they all went to the bar and they bought a Heineken for eight bucks and each took a swig off it and they were happy because they had gotten paid. Oh, <laughs> First wow. First paid gig. First paid gig right there. That's so, insane. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm out. So I'm, I live in Florida now, but I'm out here uh, uh, going to do some interviews and, uh, and, and have some meetings. And you know, I guess we're going to have, uh, we'll have your, your, some of your bands on the show, which will be kind of yeah. fun because we want to, we, you know, we've got, I've, got the, I've got the established ones. Now we want to get the new ones in because, Absolutely. you know, Rock's got a, Got to stay alive somewhere. Rock's got to start taking care of itself instead of stop <laughs> nickel and diamond the new guys, or else it's not going to be around. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you guys on. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's Thanks, like a John. nice history lesson for us. We've only been doing this for so long, you know. So um, it, it, it's the same spirit it, that happens in this room with you guys that happened with us back then, uh, and that doesn't happen very often. It's usually pretty coat and tie kind of shit going yeah, on these cool. days. Cool. Well, I, I, right? that's, that's good to hear, so I appreciate yeah, it. It's true. Hey, and thank you guys for tuning in. You know, Again, we're here every single Monday. We're going to be in a little bit of a different location here coming up soon, but you know, shout out again to Mike and the LA Radio Studio and everybody who makes this happen. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Get the best local bands on stage and online at ocml.us. Enjoy local music.